Howdy! This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Thursday, September 21st, 2023, I wish you the happiest of National Garage Condo Days. Today's show presented by Big Banter Sports Network. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you go for sports content. They've pushed out a lot. They've got sport and team specific podcasts for college football. They've got a podcast for every team, including Ohio State. Soon they will have a podcast for every basketball team in the Big Ten, including this one, of course, the Views from the Shot podcast. Also, there's a website out now. As of a couple weeks ago, if you haven't seen it, they're pushing out content there as well. I know today we've got an article coming out ranking the top eight or nine players for the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. That is for football, of course. So if you're in football, might want to check out the site. And, you know, anytime something helps out the show, it kind of helps you out too. So if the worst thing that happens to you today is you go and you follow Big Banter on all of the places where you get your sports content, well, if that's the worst thing that happens to you today, it's a pretty good day. By the way, make sure you're already subscribed to this show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you take in your podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed. If you haven't yet, you're going to want to because today is a very big day. If you have been waiting for permission to be excited about Big Ten basketball and college basketball being back and the preseason season officially being upon us, well, I'm here to tell you You can be excited. It's official, okay? We're here. We're getting to the end of September. We're seeing on Twitter some top 100 player lists are coming out. Conference schedules finally being released, as if that's a good idea to release them less than two months away from the season. But, hey, that's why I don't have that job. So, I guess it doesn't matter. It seems like that would at least irk me, but whatever. But we're going to do the season preview series It's going to be fantastic, okay? A lot of great content coming out. If you missed our last show, I won't make you go back and listen. I will shame you privately, not publicly here. You'll hear from me later. But if you missed the last show, we went through exactly what we're going to break down. And today, we're breaking down the roster. The style of this series, this mini-series, is going to be essentially imagine... There is an Ohio State basketball season preview magazine. There are plenty of those, at least season preview magazines out there for college basketball. Now, imagine there's one specifically for Ohio State, but it's in podcast form. So you listen to it rather than reading it. That is what this will be. You'll be the most insightful. You'll be the most well-informed. You'll maybe have the most fun taking in Ohio State basketball content than you would get anywhere else. So that's the plan with this as of today and as of as we continue. By the way, another reason why you want to listen to every show, no matter what, tidbits come out. And I have a little tidbit for you 
right now. I could call them Timbits because that's my name, but Tim Hortons already stole that. So whatever, it's a tid tidbit. Uh, not sure if it's been announced yet. I guess I'll announce it now. It's not really breaking news, but Tuesday. What what day of the week is Tuesday? Let me check my phone calendar as if I have a real paper calendar. If you have a real paper calendar, let me know. I, I assume you probably are not quite in my target persona, but that's fine. Tuesday the 24th. I thought so. Sorry. Nope. Tuesday the 26th. The 24th is in October. Is a Tuesday. Tuesday the 26th. So in a couple days here, Ohio State's College Basketball Media Day will be taking place. Make sure you're following on all socials, Twitter, Instagram, the views from the shot, because we plan to be there. We plan to meet with Coach Holtman, all the players as well, as Holtman will address the media for the first time of the preseason, and so on. So, with that said, let's preview the 2023 men's basketball roster. Now, I plan to do this in one entire episode and as i got to my notes here you hear the paper if you're listening on podcast if you're watching on youtube you see it there's a lot of it and i could not fit this into one show previewing the entire roster am i going overboard well that's for you to decide but today we're just going to do the back court and then later on here in a couple days we'll do the front court as well but let's start the best place to start which is the beginning and that's Bruce Thornton so Bruce Thornton first player that we will talk about on this roster breakdown obviously point guard sophomore entering his second season at Ohio State Thornton last year averaged 31 minutes per game got a bunch of playing time he averaged 10.6 points per game 2.6 assists per game 45.6% from the field and 37.5% from deep. Now, some caveats here in terms of his numbers. If you remember, maybe you're new to Ohio State basketball, and if you are, welcome. But if you're not, you'll remember what happened with Bruce, with Bruce Thornton last year. He started off the season. It was fine. It was nothing special. And then he started to come on a little bit before he hit that freshman wall. And even a guy like Bruce Thornton, Dense as he may be, well-built as he may be, all of us in life, we run into walls sometimes that we just can't break down. And it took Bruce Thornton a while to get there. But to close the year, Thornton was very, very good. He averaged 17.1 points per game in his final eight. He scored double digits in 10 of his final 13 games, including an outburst, a hissy fit of sorts, against Michigan, where he poured in 22 points. Now, that freshman wall that I mentioned, it was tough. And it was for nearly one calendar month. It happened from January 1st to February 2nd. Went back and look at the numbers, so you didn't have to. I did maybe have a little bit of a baby barf as I, as I went through the numbers. He shot below 30% from the field in every game during that calendar month, except for two. So if you're if you're holding back your own reaction right now, props to you on that. That's very very bad for those of you scoring at home. It's not good. That's not news, you know that, but this is what happened. From January 1st, February 2nd, shot below 30% from the field in every game but two. However, 
maybe I should have started with the freshman wall first and then went to how well he played to close the year. We know he closed the year, and he played really, really well. He played at an all-Big Ten caliber level. And as Ohio State's point guard, he's been strong. So he took care of the ball. He's got an elite assist ratio, assist to turnover ratio. He's got an elite assist percentage, turnover percentage, all of those types of things. His turnover, his assist to turnover ratio, sorry, it was elite, 99th percentile last season. In his final five games, it was at 3.6, and for the entire season, it sat at 2.0. All of those numbers, very, very good. And his shooting, incredibly efficient from the field. It didn't really matter where Bruce Thornton shot the ball from. It was very, very good. His shot charts are off the charts. Can they be off the charts? If it is a chart, that's for you to determine. You can find this on cbbanalytics.com, of course, should you take a subscription. Use the code SHOT to get your first month free. But field goal attempts per game, field goal percentage, Two-pointer attempts per game, two-point field goal percentage, three-pointers per game, three-point percentage, all of those elite marks, especially to close the year. His field goal percentage sat at 46.4% in the final five games, and his free throw numbers as well, he got to the line a bunch. That free throw percentage, though, it wasn't the best, but from the field as a two-point shooter, as a three-point shooter, all of those things Bruce Thornton was very good. He does need to improve from the free throw line, though. Let me flip my page again to see what he shot last year. He was at 72.9% on the season. That is below average. And in his final five games, he shot 58.8% from the field. Not good, especially for a guy who gets to the free throw line. So he needs to improve from the free throw line. Other areas of improvement for him. He didn't get to the free throw line all that much. And now you get into the conversation of, well, as I think to myself here, if Bruce Thornton isn't already good from the free throw line, should we ask him to improve and get to the line even more? I don't know. That's why I'm not a a part of the coaching staff at Ohio State. But regardless, you would like to see him become a better free throw shooter and get a couple more free shots in every game. 23% 23% free throw late rate, that's very, very low. Other place for him to improve in the upcoming season, you'd like to see him take a step up defensively. Now, when it comes to defensive rebounds, he did pretty well, especially given his size. But outside of that, he didn't really make much of, a, of a, an impact when it comes to the counting numbers, the counting stats. So, Steal percentage, 1.7%. Block percentage, 0.5%. Hakeem percentage, that adds up to 2.2%. None of those really all that great, but he did do a good job of staying out of foul trouble. So you'll take that. But the steals, the blocks, all of those types of numbers, you'd like to see a little bit more from Bruce Thornton. So we'll see if he can sit down and defend a little bit more in the upcoming season. We'll also see if he can sustain an entire season of scoring a bunch. But in terms of expectations for Bruce Thornton this year, you should be relatively excited for him. This is a type of player who I think if you're 
a pretty big college basketball fan and it's a Thursday night and you see Ohio State is playing Nebraska and you turn it on to FS1 because, well, there's not much else to do on a, on a cold January night, I can appreciate that if you live in Oklahoma and you're a huge Oklahoma State fan or whatever. You may see B. Thornton run across the ticker several times this year and lead the team in scoring. And you may be aware of Bruce Thornton, but you can't pick him out of a lineup of 10 people. That's fine. Bruce Thornton is going to be the type of player this year who I think is certainly, at the end of the year, he's going to have some Big Ten accolades. And he may not get that national attention, but he's going to be very, very important for Ohio State this season. He may have to shoulder the load for scoring this year for the Buckeyes. And overall... He's a complete player. He can he can score from pretty much anywhere on the court, free throw line, to be determined. He can distribute the ball. He takes care of the ball really well. He can sit down and play a little bit of defense. You'd like to see him improve in that. Even for his size, he's not a horrible rebounder. Overall, this is the type of player who you want on your team and who's going to have a huge impact on Ohio State this season. He just may not get the, the coverage, the love that some other players may at the more elite programs, but Bruce Thornton is a guy you should not underrate. You should be very excited, and he could be Ohio State's most valuable player by the end of the year. Let's chat another guard, shall we? Taysom Chapman, first freshman who we'll talk about. I don't know if Taysom Chapman is going to be a point guard or a combo guard or a shooting guard or however you want to call him. I don't know what that looks like, but he is a guard. That is one thing that we know. So he's a composite top 40 player from the 2023 class. He chose Ohio State over Kansas, UConn, Xavier, and some others. He's been listed as a point guard. or I, I for one, have listed him as a point guard. He can play on and off the ball, according to the scouting reports, according to some of the highlights that you may watch. He can do a little bit of both. He can do some, some of this, some of that, hither, thither, all that stuff. He'll be solid. So... In terms of who he is as a player, if you don't follow Ohio State recruiting all that much or you're just now learning about Taysom Chapman or maybe you've watched a couple of his highlights and you just need a refresher, any of those are good. That's fine. That's why we're here to talk about him. So he's excelled as a pull-up shooter. He can shoot off the dribble and he can score from all parts of the court. He can spot up a little bit as well. He's going to be an offensive weapon for Ohio State. Even this season, he's going to step in and get some serious playing time will get some run in terms of his ability to create and pass he is a pretty solid passer he can push the ball in transition he's not the flashiest of players you're not going to see some some highlight reel plays a lot of times coming from Taysom Chapman but overall he can't jump out of the gym you know he'll, he'll lack the the physically impending frame he, he stands at 6'4 175 overall he's still going to be a solid player, a guy who maybe you think of like with, with Bruce Thornton, who we just spoke about, who he's not going to jump out of the gym. He's he, he, might, he might not have the most highlight-y plays, but he's going to be a solid player, and he's going to be a guy that Ohio State fans should be very excited about watching him compete and grow heading into this upcoming season. I think that he's going to battle Dale Bonner for those backup point guard minutes. I think he's still going to play, whether it be at the one or the two, but that's where I would see him slotting in. We'll find out more on Tuesday where Chris Holton will have his first press conference of the season, but overall, Chapman's going to be a solid piece for Ohio State. He will contribute. Some of the freshmen on this team, 
They may not contribute as much. Taysom Chapman is going to step in and contribute on day one. Continuing with the theme of point guards or ball handling guards, let's go to Dale Bonner. And again, this is a player who, if you haven't followed Ohio State's offseason closely, you maybe have never even heard of a player by the name of Dale Bonner. Well, Dale Bonner is going to step in as a fifth-year senior for Ohio State. He transfers to Ohio State from Baylor, spent two seasons at Baylor. Before there, he was at Fairmont State. To be honest, I don't know a single fact about Fairmont State, and if you do, well, more power to you. In his two seasons at Baylor, he did play meaningful minutes, especially last year. He averaged 19.4 minutes per game. That's not going to jump off the stat sheet like another transfer who had a bunch of minutes who we'll talk about on the next episode. Subscribe so you don't miss it. But 19.4 minutes per game last season in 29 games for Baylor. 4.7 points per game, 2.7 assists per game, 1.4 steals per game. Again, two seasons at Baylor, two seasons at Fairmont State. This is his fifth year in college basketball where he will spend it at Ohio State. Went through a couple of fun facts about Dale Bonner, and he does have some impressive numbers here. So he has multiple six-plus steal games, according to the Ohio State Athletics website, when he was at Baylor. Six-plus steals? Multiple? That's crazy. I mean, that's an insane number. He's got six double-digit scoring games, at Baylor, and his career high at Baylor was 15 points. So, in terms of the scoring metrics, they are what they are. He hasn't had a lot of playing time, so you look at the county numbers and you're like, eh, this guy isn't very good. But, this is why we have College Basketball Analytics to help us out. CBBAnalytics.com. Use the promo code SHOT for one month free. Of course. We can see his player profile comps in terms of these are his advanced metrics as a scorer, as a shooter, as a passer, taking care of the ball, defensively, rebounding, all those types of things. And what does it come out to? Well, if you're a big-time Big Ten basketball fan, then you'll know these players. So, his profile, very similar to Xavier Johnson. Disclaimer, that's not Xavier Johnson, the Ohio State wide receiver. That's Xavier Johnson, the Indiana basketball player. He's also very similar to a player like Cam Spencer, played at Rutgers. Here's what he brings. And this is where it gets good. Again, you look at the county numbers and you may say, this guy's never going to play. I'm not excited about him. Whatever. He's just here to, to use a final year of eligibility at Ohio State. He needed to change the scenery. Whatever. He's from Shaker Heights. I guess he wanted to come back home and play at Ohio. Well, no, not really. Well, maybe those, those things could be true. But as a player, you should be excited about him. So here's a couple things to know about Dale Bonner, the player, okay? First of all, pass first, playmaking point guard. These numbers are elite. 34.6 assist ratio, that's 99th percentile last year in college basketball. 24.4 assist percentage, 90th percentile in college basketball last season. And 2.32 assist to turnover ratio was 95th percentile. Dale Bonner may not have jumped out of the box score every single game at Baylor last season. But when it comes to the specific metrics where you're looking at efficiency, Dale Bonner was better than nearly anyone in college basketball. So you should be excited for Bonner to be 
donning the scarlet and gray this season. He's also the type of guy who, in my mind, is going to slap the floor and sit down and defend. I imagine the fast twitch fibers in this young man off the charts, okay? 4.3% steal percentage. That's 98th percentile. Again, you look at his steals numbers, which were actually pretty good. And now I'm all out of sorts here with my papers. So I'm probably not going to find this because I've got way too many notes here. But I actually have found it. I found it. 1.4 steals per game. That's already elite production right there. But not only 1.4 steals per game, but 4.3 steal percentage. That's 98th percentile. Are we really realizing how good this kid could potentially be at Ohio State? Again, the counting stats, they're nothing. But when he got the playing time as a role player at Baylor, he was fantastic. His personal foul efficiency of 1.16 was 97th percentile. Personal foul efficiency is just your ratio of steals and blocks to personal fouls. So, not only did he get a bunch of steals, specifically, and some blocks, that's fine. But, in comparison to the personal fouls, basically none. So, he's out there producing defensively while not getting trouble with ticky-tack fouls or anything like this. Again, this is also a player who's going to be battle-tested for Ohio State. He's not some transfer from Check's Notes, Central University of South Southern Nebraska, West Central Community College State. He's not a transfer from a state, from a school that you've never heard of, from a D2 school or something like that. This is a player who played two seasons at Baylor. He played real minutes playing in the Big 12, matching up against Kansas and Texas and the 39 other schools in the Big 12 that finished 16 and 16. But just by nature, by virtue of being in the Big 12, we're on the bubble last season. Shout out West Virginia. We'll see you soon on December 31st in Cleveland. So this is a player who is going to step into a role. He's probably not going to start. He may not start a single game this entire season, but he's battle tested. He's the exact type of player that Ohio State needs to fill a role this season and the Buckeyes and you should be excited about having Dale Bonner on this roster. It'll be interesting to see how Chris Holtman uses him. Can you not feel the energy? It is palpable. And the only time the word palpable is ever used is in sports. We only use that word when talking about the environment, the energy, the atmosphere in a stadium or an arena, whatever. I'll be cliche and I'll use it here. We are so close to college basketball. Shall we rejoice in that? Rejoice by subscribing. Why don't you? If you haven't already. Or if you have, ask a friend. Don't even, you know what? Don't even ask a friend. Just do it for them, okay? You know better than your friend knows anyway. You know that sometimes they make decisions that they probably shouldn't. And they don't make decisions that they probably should. So just grab their phone real quick. Subscribe for them. Do that. Areas of improvement for Dale Bonner. Back to why you're here. Turnovers. So, while he did have a bunch of assists, he was a a fantastic playmaking point guard during his career at Baylor. Last season, his turnover percentage was 22.8%. That's not good. To put it kindly, not good. You want to see Dale Bonner be able to take care of the basketball. Squeeze the orange, as they say. The other part... We'd like to see him be a little bit better. Is rebounding. So Dale Bonner is six foot three. Okay, 
Bruce Thornton, by the way, as you hear me searching for my Bruce Thornton notes, <laughs> I didn't even put his height in here. Bruce Thornton's 6'3", 6 6'4". 6 I don't remember which, but he's either 6'3", he's either or 6'4". And Thornton's rebounding metrics in terms of defensive rebounding percentage, offensive rebounding percentage, they're better than Dale Bonner's. Similar size, similar frame, whatever. Maybe Baylor was the type of team who said, hey, point guard, get back on, on defense or whatever, and that's fine. Or get back on offense, whatever. That's all good. But 6.1% defensive rebounding percentage, that's 6th percentile. 6th percentile, how do, you, how do you explain that kindly? It's really, really bad. You don't want to be 6th percentile in anything. If you take the ACT or the SAT or whatever they take these days, I don't know what you all are taking. If you take any kind of college exam, I need to take a water. I, I need a sip. I'm sorry. People don't realize the toll it takes when you're when you're talking for 30, 40 minutes about college basketball, specifically Ohio State, man. You need water. Got to stay hydrated. Keep those pipes. I'm not going to finish that sentence. Okay. Rebounding percentage, not good for Del Bonner. You'd like to see him contribute a little bit more there. We'll see if he has the ability to this season. All right, let's talk Roddy Gale, shall we? Roddy Gale, a player who I personally love. I've been saying it since last year on this very podcast. You can find sound bites where I said it, and I may be wrong, and you may grab that, and you may hit me with freezing cold takes, and that's fine. Freezing t- cold takes won't care. That's not something they're going to post anyway. But if you do want to find it, that's okay, and I, you're, you're well within your right to do so. That'll just mean you're listening to the show more, so it helps me out anyway. But Roddy Gale is a player who I have been championing for since last season as this year's breakout player for Ohio State, and we started to see it a little bit in the close of the year last season. So Roddy Gale played in 35 games last season, 16.3 minutes per game all year, but in the final five games, he was at 24.8. Of course, that's with Bryce Sensabaugh being out for a large part of that. 4.6 points per game. That transitions to 10.4 points per game in his final five, and he started 10 of the final 11 games. So as the season went on, you saw Roddy Gale really start to grow in his role at Ohio State, and not only that, but you saw him excel in his role. He scored in double digits three times last year. In two of those three games, it happened in the final two games of the season. One of the other times he scored in double digits, I think, was maybe in Maui at the Maui Invitational or sometime very, very early in the year. So we went pretty much the entire season without scoring in double digits. Whatever. But final two games of the year, he also scored in double digits. By the way, he shot lights out. And I tell you what, I've got like, I've got a hair or something going on here with my glasses. I, I just keep feeling a small tickle. And it's, it's, it's starting to bother me. It's going to make me fussy here soon if it doesn't stop. 42.9% from deep last year was Roddy Gale. And this guy can jump out of the gym. He's super explosive. If you go to an Ohio State game this year, which I hope you do, and man, I can't wait to be there at the shot with you. Hopefully, you'll be there. Come say hi to me. But you watch him in warm-ups, and we're watching like, Zed Key, and I'm not here to put Zed Key down at all. I love Zed Key, but we're here to watch Zed Key, and and, and he's trying to, I don't know, tomahawk or, you know, a, a 180 or some kind of reverse, whatever. A simple dunk, I say, is a not tall, 
nor do I have any bunnies within me at this stage in my life. Can't touch the rim. Like, forget about it. I, 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 I can't dunk. But, so I put Zed Key down as if I have any talent within my bones, and I do not. But, you're watching Zed Key out there trying to throw down some dunks, and they're just clanking off the rim. And then Roddy Gale is just majestically soaring through the air and putting down some kind of crazy reverse 360 windmill tomahawk back scratcher whatever else you can think of times kinds of dunks and it's insane roddy gale he can jump and he he's done it a couple times in games where you just see him fly to the rim and you see his his dunking ability it's very impressive he's gonna put out some highlight plays last year it was bryce sensible dunking on matthew mayer this year is it michael may because here's the thing you've got you've got matthew mayer I think it's Matthew Meyer, but it smelled like Mayer. And then you've got who who is the tight end from Notre Dame? His name was also similar to that. It all runs in, in, into your head, and 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 now it's it's been how many months? Five months since the play actually happened, where Bryce Sensenball dunked on name redacted from Illinois, and well, here we are. I can't remember, but anyways, Roddy Gale's going to be the type of player this season who may have some dunks like Bryce Sensenball had last year. By the way, his explosiveness, it helped him on the defensive end. He had a 2.3% steal rate and an elite 2.3% block rate as well. Kid can defend. Kid can swat shots. Kid can take your lunch money. So just be advised. Areas of improvement for Roddy Gale. Finishing at the rim. So these numbers, again, are from College Basketball Analytics. I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to pelt you. It's going to be like slow water torture where I'm talking about college basketball analytics. You can find it on college basketball analytics. You can't find it elsewhere. I added 19 syllables to the word analytics there. Sorry. But finishing at the rim could improve and scoring in the paint. 36.4% field goal percentage from inside the paint. That's bad. If you look on college basketball analytics, in the paint there, it will be blue. Blue means bad. 62% at the rim. That's just straight up average. So... His ability to jump, his ability to soar, leap, whatever you may say, toward the rim. You want to see him finish a little bit more. Maybe put on a little bit more weight, a little bit more muscle. He's worked on finishing. Maybe Coach Holtman has has been just hitting him with those padded cushions, cushion, cu- cushion pads, whatever they may be, as Roddy Gale goes to finish. I love those drills, by the way. Those were so fun back in the day. I feel like I personally... and. And my shoulders are on the YouTube, so you can you can judge yourself. But man, I have broad shoulders. I feel like I loved finishing at the rim and getting hit with that pad. Just come on, you know, hit me. Feels good. Maybe Roddy Gale feels the same. Again, this is my pick to you hear the pauses here. I'm just trying to figure out like what was I just talking about? Where do I go now? Whatever. Roddy Gale has been my pick for months, several months now, to be Ohio State's breakout player this season. Bruce Thornton may get more love. It's definitely possible that Bruce Thornton is the best player on this team this season. But Roddy Gale, I cannot wait to watch him play. And when he goes out and drops 23 points in November, I'm going to say, I told you so, and I'm going to be really proud. It's going to be a proud moment for me. Love Roddy Gale. Give me more Roddy Gale. All right. Look, sip of water real quick, okay? Please hold. That's good, too. That's, that was in the fridge all night, so... Well, a little, little more refreshing than 
that room temperature water. Some people hate room temperature water, which I don't get. But let's talk college basketball analytics. You've heard me throw it in the show. If you're a first-time listener, maybe you haven't heard about them. Maybe you're not a first-time listener and you are still wondering about college basketball analytics or whatever the case may be. CBBanalytics.com. As long as you're not driving, if you're walking the dog, if you're going for a walk, if you're at the gym, if you're eating some lunch or breakfast or whatever you're doing, as long as it's safe, just go there right now. I'm talking to you. Seriously, you. Go there right now. Just type in cbbanalytics.com and just poke around for a little bit. You can get your first month free by signing up using the code SHOT. That's S-C-H-O-T-T, SHOT as infused from the shot. I highly recommend that you do this. One, because you're going to like it. Two, because if you do it, it helps out the show. And three, because if you help out the show, you're actually helping out yourself because it gives me the ability to bring you more and more content and better content as well. But I'm telling you, everything, pretty much everything that I get for every show comes from college basketball analytics. You'll be smarter than all of your friends. You'll be smarter than all the keyboard warriors on the line. You'll be smarter than people who say, hey, justice suing sucks. Well, actually, I have the numbers. He wasn't that bad. Maybe the numbers don't support that. I don't know. I didn't go all that in-depth on on justice suing last year or Zed Key or whatever. But you'll be armed with the best stats. So when people say, oh, man, I wish Bruce Thornton would quit the team, you'll say, well, did you know XYZ? And you'll say something really, really smart. And then people will be like, well, you're stupid. And then you'll be like, well, you're stupid. And, and you'll win the argument. So go to cbbanalytics.com. Sign up for an account. You'll get the first month free. That's on me. I'll pay it. It's fine. I'm happy to do so to support college basketball analytics. It's free for one month. Get on there. Sign up. Poke around. It'll be a lot of fun. You can learn more about Dale Bonner. You can learn more about Jamison Battle, other transfers coming in. And, of course, the team itself. The analytics are insane. Ohio State is a customer of college basketball analytics. The coaching staff is. So why are you not? Why are you not? That's a good way to to say it. Okay. Let's continue chugging along here with this roster breakdown. We're going to talk Bowen Hardman. Who else do we have to talk about today, by the way? We've got Bowen Harden. Okay. Yeah, we've got a few here. We've got a few. Um, Look. Bowen Hardman is stepping into his second season at Ohio State. We had people saying that he was going to transfer out. People as in fans, no credible sources, saying that. He's a former in-star, in-star, former in-state three-star, and he didn't produce much last season. Okay, He played in seven games. He did not shoot anything other than a three, so maybe a Justin Arns mini-me there, and that's fine, but... There's not much to say about Bowen Hardman. I'll lump him in with Colby Bauman. Not because we have no respect for them, not because we don't care about them, but just because the body of work hasn't been there and there's probably not much of a chance for playing time coming into this season. Same thing for Colby Bauman. He's a walk-on in the second season at Ohio State, came from IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida. If you haven't visited, you should. I say as a guy who hasn't visited there. Played in three games last season, and he's still searching for his first points as a Buckeye here at Ohio State. So two players who are going to play in the backcourt for Ohio State. They're here. They're on the roster. They get the privilege of being there, practicing with the team, and all those types of things. Maybe they'll contribute this year. Maybe they won't. But just be aware, those are two players on the team who you can look into, should you choose to. Man, I just... 
I want to take about 60 seconds and just chug the rest of that water, but I can't. I'll press on, and you should thank me for that. Let's go to the forwards, shall we? There's there's some debate here. There are going to be some players here who we discussed today in the backcourt. There will be some players who we leave out today and we push into the front court. They'll play a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I did the best I could to, to break this up the best way that I could. So, sorry. Scotty Middleton, freshman for Ohio State. Comes in at 6'7", 190. He was listed at 6'7", 180. So apparently he's put on 10 pounds since joining Ohio State. And also, I think he added an inch in his height as well. Not sure about that. Top 50-ish player from Miami, Florida. He was ranked 34th by ESPN. That's the highest ranking that he received from any of those recruiting services slash platforms. Ranked 34th. By ESPN. So, so much for ESPN hating on Ohio State recruits, right? ESPN hates all your favorite teams. So, take that. He chose Ohio State over UConn, over Seton Hall, and some others as well. So, what is he bringing to Ohio State in his first season in Columbus? Well, number one, when I think of Scotty Middleton, I think of his length, I think of his wingspan. He's got a great frame on him, but he is... He's skinny. He's lean. I won't go as far as to say wiry, or maybe I will. I gotta, I, I, I gotta take this water away from me or something, man. I, I can't stop. It is water, by the way. Uh, great length, great wingspan. He's got a solid frame on him to defend. He can defend multiple positions. He should be a strong rebounder as well. He's got the skill offensively. That's gonna be something that's gonna need to develop more and more as he's at Ohio State, but already he's showing some promise in the ability to score. He's developing a shot. He started to shoot a little bit better last season in high school, but his weight will limit his ability to slash. He just He's a lot more thin than a lot of players at his position, like one who we'll talk about in just a second. That's a good cliffhanger, huh? So, Scotty Middleton, in terms of expectations coming into this season... He should get some pretty considerable playing time. I think he's going to be battling for playing time in what's a really crowded room at small forward at your traditional three. But he will get some playing time. I think the question for him is how well can he adjust to college basketball? How well can his frame take the battles, the bruises, the beatings that he's going to have to take playing at this high level of Division I college basketball, especially in the Big Ten, man? You can get away with a lot in the Big Ten. We've just kind of we've accepted that it's going to be ugly basketball. We're not really going to call a lot of fouls. Just do whatever you want. If it's too physical, we'll blow our whistle. If not, then whatever. So Big Ten basketball is not the most beautiful. It's not the most flowing basketball out there. So Scotty Middleton will need to get adjusted to that. He's going to come in, and he's going to get playing time. In terms of the freshman that we've spoken about already with him, with Taysom Chapman, some transfers coming in. There's a lot of newcomers on this team. I, for one, don't know who you should be the most excited about, but Scotty Middleton will be a guy who's going to get some serious playing time as a role player this season for Ohio State, and who knows? Maybe he starts. We'll find out more from Chris Holtman on Tuesday. Speaking of that cliffhanger, Evan Mahaffey, man. You've got... 
you've got two players on opposite sides of the spectrum. You've got one guy sitting at 6'7", 190. Evan Mahaffey's listed at 6'6", 200. I, I, I don't believe that there's a 10-pound difference between Scotty Middleton and Evan Mahaffey. I just don't. I don't believe that at all. Evan Mahaffey is a well-built young man. Evan Mahaffey, transfer from Penn State. So he's he's used to the Big Ten play. He's done it. Last year, he played in 34 games for the Nittany Lions, who, by the way, if you don't remember, they finished 23-14 and and made it, of course, to the Big Ten Tournament Championship game before being ousted by Purdue. And, of course, Fairleigh Dickinson ousted Purdue in the NCAA Tournament first round as a 16 seed. Only second time that's happened. Take that, Purdue. I bet they're seething right now. Is that even the right words? It's hard to say. So Mahaffey will join Ohio State after one year at Penn State. Penn State, man, I tell you what. I I say this all the time. I feel bad for them, man. They had one super promising year last season where everything came together. And then they lose basically everyone along with their head coach. So sorry, Penn State. Hopefully your football season goes well. Now, Evan Mahaffey's scouting, counting, counting stats were negligible. However... His per 100 possession numbers were pretty solid. Points per 100, he was at 18.9. If you're curious, what does that look like? What does that even mean to me? I don't understand. That's 48th percentile. The numbers that really stick out are his steals per 100%, per, per 100 possessions. His turnovers per 100 possessions, pretty solid there as well. Offensive rebounds and assists per 100 possessions, all pretty good numbers. Now, Evan Mahaffey, as a player, this is like your reverse Justin Arns. I don't know why Justin Arns is getting so much run and so much time in this show. He didn't pay me to do that, but wherever you are, Justin, hope you're doing well. I don't know what to say, but Justin Arns is getting some some free airtime here on the Views from the Shop podcast. So while, while Justin Arns at Ohio State was basically only allowed to shoot threes, Evan Mahaffey basically only shoots inside the three-point line. And it's more than that. Again, you should see his shooting chart. I don't know if this is available elsewhere. It's available on College Basketball Analytics, promo code SHOT, of course, for one month free. But insane. So actually, I don't even want to talk about his shooting percentage yet. I want to talk about the the percentage of shots that simply came from at the rim or near the rim. So he had 65 field goal attempts last season i want you to just guess how many came at the rim or in the paint give you a couple seconds to guess did you guess 50 50 out of 65 let me just i'm gonna do that right now on my calculator 50 divided by i just did 32 so that's not gonna be right let's do 50 divided by 65 some quick hand math here that's 77 percent of his shots coming from at the rim or in the paint 77 percent Bro will not shoot a three. 37 of his 65 shots. That's more than half? Question mark as I do really quick math here and show how elite my brain is. Yeah, that's 57% of his shots came at the rim. That's insane. So this guy is a big time slasher. He did take some threes last year and he did make some. But for the most part, he's shooting at the rim. Kind of reminds you of an Isaac Likely type of player. Now, when it comes to his ability to make those shots that he took 
primarily at the rim and in the paint. He was elite. 78.4% field goal percentage on shots at the rim. That is elite. That's very, very good. So he has the ability to slash and to get to the rim. He also has the ability to make those shots as well. Areas of improvement for Evan Mahaffey as he heads into his sophomore season and his first at Ohio State here. Number one, given his size, you'd like to see him rebound a little bit more, especially given his size, actually. Didn't rebound a whole lot last year. On on the flip side, just completing his, his profile as a basketball player, whether it be rebounding, whether it be, I don't know, taking a shot that's not a layup, maybe that's where Penn State really wanted him. It worked out for him, so it's it's not like you're going to ask him to take less shots from right at the rim or in the paint, but can he start to complete his profile a little bit more and show the ability to shoot a mid-range shot, to, to take a couple threes and, and force the defense to come out and defend him in that way? The other area where he does need to improve is from the free throw line. For the amount of fouls he draws, he has got to be a better free throw shooter 57.1 percent of his free throw attempts last season went in that's not what we're looking for so not not a good free throw shooter is Evan Mahaffey you'd like to see him be better he's going to get to the line a bunch because of the type of player that he is so let's see him do a little bit better hopefully heading into this season from the free throw line and with that I'm going to cut it off we're going to talk front court. That'll be Jamison Battle. That'll be Kayla Netzler. That'll be Zed Key, Felix Akpora, Devin Royal, Austin Parks, and of course, last but certainly not least, Owen Spencer. We'll talk front court in the next episode, but this today, just backcourt. So what have we covered? We've covered Bruce Thornton. Let me, you know, I'm just going to summarize this for you real quick. If I can just find the right paper here, find the right note, I've got to start throwing these papers out, honestly when I'm done with them, but that wouldn't help for moments like this. But we talked about Bruce Thornton. He's going to be potentially the best player on Ohio State this season. He's going to produce. He's going to score from every part of the floor. You'd like to take him, see him take a little bit step defensively. We'll see what happens there. You've got Jason Chapman. He's going to step in and get real playing time as a freshman along with Scotty Middleton. Dale Bonner. Man, I'm excited to see what Dale Bonner can do. If he gets solid playing time or if he needs run due to injury, Dale Bonner, I'm not concerned at all. That point guard position for Ohio State, I'm telling you right now, it is elite in terms of the depth that they have. It's very, very good. Roddy Gale, he's my breakout player. He, again, he scored in in, in final, he's, let me just pause. Can I just pause and, and back up and reverse here? Sorry. In his final five games, he averaged 24.8 minutes per game and 10.4 points per game is that better he can jump out of the gym he's my choice to be ohio state's breakout player this year you've got bowen harden as well who with colby ballman we'll see how much playing time they get next year probably will only be in mop-up duty and evan mahaffey as we just spoke about as well he could be a pretty solid transfer for ohio state if you're if you're sick and tired of hearing me mess with my papers I, I i will be done i will sit on my hands for the remainder of the show however this is the remainder of the show so i got you good there make sure 
you subscribe, make sure you like all the certain things. Again, we plan to be at the media day on Tuesday, talking with Coach Holtman, talking with all the players. We'll get exclusive access to them and we'll bring you content as well. So make sure you're following Twitter at the shop pod, following on Instagram, exact same handle, username, whatever you may want to use. Find us on YouTube, subscribe there, subscribe wherever you get your podcast so that you do not miss any of this season preview content. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. I'm so excited. We're going to have some guests on the show as well. So make sure you're locked in. You're not going to miss a thing. Rejoice. Preseason is here. Ohio State basketball is almost here. We're only a few days away from November 6th when the Buckeyes kick it off, or tip off, or whatever you may say. Can't wait to be there with you. Until then, We'll stay here. We'll keep covering Ohio State basketball the way that it should be covered. I'm going to shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks.